Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're looking for real-life radio, you've come to the right place. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. Their victories have not been your victories. Their triumphs have not been your triumphs. And while they celebrated in our nation's capital, there was little to celebrate for struggling families all across our land. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. Well, Donald Trump yesterday from the inauguration speech. Uh, I don't know who tweeted this initially, but Ricky retweeted it. Anyone who believes Trump's line about transferring the power of Washington to the people is either brain dead or a total fool. It's painful. And uh, here's another one I tweeted earlier. There's been virtually 100% support for Donald Trump's inauguration speech and acceptance of his presidency among callers and Super Mariella tweets, says quite a bit about his callers, but not surprising. Come on, Mario. For crying out loud. My callers are always correct. They always are. Because it was my callers who in February of last year started to make the case for Donald Trump. Started to and then continued and continued and continued. And it didn't matter what he said. It didn't matter if I challenged him over what he might have said, like about John McCain. The support was there for Trump. And what it referenced was the populist movement that has grown, continues to grow, and will continue to grow, no matter how hard Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton or whoever remains from the Democratic empire hits the brakes. It is continuing. And all I asked was, was the speech appropriate, given what the campaign was about? And you said yes. And the other question was, are you comfortable with Donald Trump being president of the United States? And I made it very clear. Mr. Trump does not say, make Canada great again. He says, make America great again. His focus is the United States, not us. And there could be a price to pay for us doesn't matter to people. Well, it does, but it doesn't matter in the philosophical sense because people are fed up with the status quo. They're fed up with what has gone before, and they're making their case. And I'll ask you tomorrow. You just heard, um, you just heard Kevin O'Leary. I'll play part three of the interview tomorrow, which had to do with his comments about the Canadian military. And then I'll ask you whether you think Kevin O'Leary has what it takes to be the next prime minister of this country and replace... The Boy King. It is time for the beauties. For Catherine Swift, most powerful woman in Canada. <laughs> you always laugh when I say that. That is a that is a that is a compliment and it's a true statement. 
Well, I'm not. It is. <laughs> yeah. was... Well, I, I wish, but let's not fool ourselves here. If that were the case, things would be a lot better in this country. <laughs> the most, right on. <laughs> the most powerful woman in the world is, or Canada anyway, is Catherine Swift. Now, Linda Leatherdale is the vice president of Cambria, Canada. She's a former money editor of the Toronto Star. She's an independent business journalist, and she's never shy with an opinion. And she has her own power base. Hi, Linda. Hello, Roy. Toronto Sun, I think you said Toronto Star. Did I? Oh, my goodness, Roy. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Yeah. I'm going to the oh lobotomy for that. A what? A lobotomy. Yeah. I'd rather have a bottle. What, what's that old line? I'd rather have a, a bottle a in front bottle of me. In front of me than a frontal lobotomy. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> anyway, hello, Roy. <laughs> hello, Linda. Toronto's son, Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament and former parliamentary seatmate to the aforementioned Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada. She's in California. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Roy. So, Michelle, I'm going to start with you. We'll talk about Trump, of course, and the. And, and, and the reaction to the fact that he's now the president of the United States. California is the state which contains, I think, the majority of members of Congress who decided they weren't going to attend the inauguration, dummies, uh, disrespectful of, a, of, 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 of true democracy and a peaceful uh, changeover of government. But what's the attitude in California? Are they talking secession? Is, is Jerry Brown uh, in need of uh, the governor of California is in need of blood pressure pills. What's going on in California with with Donald Trump now officially president? No, well, it, truly, I think it was the you know a protest in terms of Trump taking over, and these guys have to get a grip. And you know, in reading the paper down here, the elected representatives that boycotted the uh, inauguration from California. Are almost it's almost unanimous that what they did was juvenile. Good, and I I do agree with that. Like it's over, it, it it's over. Uh, let's you know uh, move on, and they're just not willing to. Yeah, these are the people who, when you say move on, they say dot org. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know. The, the mood is is not a good one. That said, I I didn't really find Donald Trump's inauguration speech a good one at all. Well, it, to me, it was what he had to give. It's what he should have given. Somebody said to me earlier today, uh, "Don't you think it should have been maybe a little more conciliatory, more of an olive branch?" And I said, "Absolutely not. This is what he promised. This was his speech. And if I was the if I was in Donald Trump's shoes, I wouldn't have changed a word of that." However, let's find out what Linda Leatherdale, uh, how you assess the, the, the ascendance of Donald Trump to the office of President of the United States and the speech that he gave, Linda. Well, Roy, I sat and watched the whole thing. And I got to tell you, I, I was blown away by his speech. I, like I thought, wow, he stuck to what he said he was going to do. He talked about bringing, you know, um, the middle class fighting back for the little guy, which resonates with me so much, Roy. And um, I found it interesting that the camera sort of zoomed into uh, Barack Obama. As he said, you know, Washington, there seems to have been globalization, made a lot of people very rich, but it certainly did not help the hardworking, taxpaying families of America. No. And I found that really interesting. 
I got to tell you, there were people around me who totally disagreed with me, Roy, and they still think he's the evil, evil. But I came away, I had goosebumps. I really enjoyed his speech. I have to say that. Now to the most powerful woman in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I think you nailed it, Roy, a few minutes ago. You were saying his speech was very consistent with his campaign. And anyone that expected him to be conciliatory or change his tune or, you know, whatever, um, that would have been inconsistent with his approach throughout this entire campaign. He is the anti-establishment, you know, the, the anti-elite, the anti, even though he's definitely an elitist mm-hmm. personally. So uh, time will tell, though. I, I mean, the whole question is, and I think of this from an economic standpoint, naturally, because that's my background, is, boy, he's got a real tall order here in terms yep. of delivering. Yep. Uh, you know, to say, oh, I'm going to bring jobs back. Well, easy to say, tough to do. Let's face it, you know, that you're not going to change the world, and certainly not in four years. So that, to me, you know, that, that's what I'll be really focusing in on in the next little while is, is what is he going to put in place to even, in, in a small way, fulfill the many grandiose, you know, very, very large promises that he has made to the American people. You know, when, 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 he, when he moved, when, when he started to move from Queens, I think it was, to Manhattan, the, the word was among Manhattan developers, we're not, first of all, not going to let this punk into Manhattan. You know, this is, this is our territory. This is, this is us. We're the big game. We're the big boys. This guy's not coming into that's here. Not, yeah, that, that's a good point. And not only that, when he bought that Mar-a-Lago or however you pronounce it, resort and everything, it kept Jewish people out and so on. And, and that was Palm Beach, of course, the, you know, la-di-da of the la-di-da. And, um, and, he's, and he thumbed his nose at them and said, no, no, I'm going to let all these people into my place. No yep. problem. Yep. Yep. And when, when they told him, you can't get into Manhattan, he said, watch me. <laughs> and and who's, who's the dominant developer in Manhattan? Donald Trump. This guy has business acumen, business sense. There are people who rip into him. Uh, because they've a, they've heard a rumor, or b they don't like him, or c maybe he's he's pissed off some people. Pardon me, uh, around the world or, or in, in 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 his business dealings, I'm sure he's done that. B- if you're a multi-billionaire, that's going to happen. Uh, it's it's unavoidable. It's inescapable. I think he has some skills that others may not. And where I think he he succeeds beyond Barack Obama, beyond George Bush, beyond Bill Clinton. He has a drive and a determination to win, and you're not going to beat him. Well, once again, time will tell. Time will tell. But there's no question there has been a consistent theme, and again, yep. this came out in his, in his inauguration speech, which was a very unconventional one if you look back at you know, the many, many inaugural speeches. It, it was very different, and right. it was, it was uh, in a way revolutionary. And, and, and Michelle, he, he took on... The Bushes, he took on the Clintons, he took on the Obamas who were sitting be- behind him. He didn't leave anybody out. The GOP didn't get a free ride in that speech. No, no, they didn't. And he, he took on every politician. He, you know, he basically said, you guys have done nothing. Yeah. And I don't miss, I think that's a blanket statement that was profoundly unfair to, uh, you know, a lot of the past presidents. Um, because let's not forget, he became a billionaire uh, and cost some people their jobs when his business enterprises went bankrupt, and it goes down the food chain and takes other companies with it. So 
you know, he isn't he isn't sort of the saint. No, I understand but that, I, but if you're in, if you're going to invest in a company, yeah, and the company goes bankrupt. It was your decision to make the investment, and if you go bankrupt along the way, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. No, well, I don't know too no, many business people. I'm, I'm talking about vendors. Yeah. You know, yeah. and people that supplied these businesses. And when he shut them down, they basically were put out of business. And, and Roy, your point is well taken. He was, he was critical that. of Republicans, too. What's that? Yeah. I'm sorry? I, I'm sorry. I, he was very critical of, of Republicans in the past as well. So yes, he was. He was more. No, he was. No, it was. It was for everybody. Until <laughs> until the last year, he was more critical of Republicans than Democrats. He arguably was a yeah. Democrat until he ran for the Republican nomination. And Republicans were very critical of him too. Yeah. And, and well, I exactly just to Michelle's point, he did show for this bankrupt company out of Texas that was selling some high tech phones. People with a multi level marketing thing. They were having, Americans were having to pay 500 bucks just to have the privilege of selling them. He was flogging it on his TV show as his company was filing for bankruptcy. I have concerns with those kinds of things. So I just want to put that out there. Yeah, well, it's all fair. It's all fair for comment. It's all fair for opinion. He now is the president of the United States. I played in the first hour, I played the entire clip. And in the second hour, I played a little bit of it. Bill O'Reilly of Fox News put together a clip of uh, main, mainstream media anchors giggling their way into, uh, into fits of hysteria as they contemplated Donald Trump becoming president of the United States. <laughs> when we come back, I want you to listen to about a minute of that, okay? Because a lot of our listeners will not have heard there's it either. A, there's a lot of it on Twitter, all these people that said Donald Trump yeah. will never be president. Well, wait till, you, wait, till you hear the talking, wait till you hear the talking heads and you'll recognize the voices. <laughs> we'll come right back with the beauties on The Green Show. Have a comment about today's show? Visit RoyGreenShow.com. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. We have to uh, kick in into overdrive a little bit here because we only have five minutes left with Catherine, Michelle, and Linda. So, uh, beauties, let me just play for you a little bit of what Bill O'Reilly put together of U.S. mainstream anchors giddiness after they heard that Donald Trump was running for president of the United States. Here's how it goes. I am officially running for president of the United States. There are no words. How do you even have a straight face right now? There are no words to describe what just happened. Ed Rendell, do you have any doubt that this is anything more than a carnival show? And you watched that speech today, and we all laugh about it. And I'm sitting here laughing out loud, you know, yep. you know, for, for the entire you know, front part of the show here as we're talking about it. I mean, it was a rambling, a rambling mess of a speech. That said, it was very entertaining. I was howling, howling. He's got gumudgeons of money. He's got a lot of recognition. And he just became the 12th presidential candidate for the Republican Party. Uh, is it... Typical Donald Trump fashion, or is it hilarity run amok? This morning, some Republicans say they're worried Trump will turn the campaign into a circus. Party leaders worry Trump's presence will turn the primary into a joke. America's largest Latino civil rights organization called Trump an exceedingly silly man. Donald Trump is a fool. Hell froze over, and now we're stuck in the ice with Donald Trump. Okay, so what did you guys think of that? Oh, my God. Did somebody say, did some woman's voice there say, 
he has gludgeons of money? I think it was gidgeons or <laughs> gridgeons or... <laughs> I don't know what a gudgeon is or whatever. I have no about. idea. Anyway, well, you know, you know what strikes me about all this, uh, among many things, is, boy, you can always be surprised, people. Yes, you and, can. And everybody sort of takes a lot of stuff for granted. Well... Here's a wake-up call. <laughs> so we have three minutes. Got to move on to another couple of issues with you as quickly as I can. The Women's March in Washington and globally, a half a million women, uh, men and women, women and men in Washington, a million globally, uh, putting forward their message to the President of the United States. And uh, I'll go back to Michelle. Michelle, what, is, what, do you, what do you think about this? Well, you know, it, for the most part, it was peaceful. Uh, I, I certainly was disgusted with, you know, the left that were overturning cars and that type of thing. Uh, but there's a surprising number of women that supported Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we heard a lot oh. of them here. But, yeah. uh, but, but, but Linda, um, half a million in Washington showing up. Unbelievable. But again, you said it so many times, Roy. You know, this is democracy. He won. Yeah. And despite all those angers that were just laughing at it, I, okay, okay, let's have reality here. He has won. Let's get on with business of the day. Yeah. But, when you look, but when you look at the protests, Catherine, as, as Michelle referenced, uh, the violence yesterday by, why do we call them protesters, the rioters? When you, yeah, when and, you look at what they did and then you look at what's going on in Washington today, universes apart, What's happening today, people will say, this just a fundamental right in a democratic society. What happened yesterday should have resulted in those idiots being put behind bars. Well, exactly. I mean, listen, I'm all for freedom of speech, you know, writ large. But why is it that the liberal left, whatever the heck you want to call them, do this? Go crazy. When Obama was elected, for example, and when Trudeau was elected in Canada, a lot of us on the small C conservative, whatever the heck you want to call us, yeah, we didn't like it, but we weren't out there breaking windows in Starbucks. Right. So w- what is it about the left? I mean, when I ask myself that question, I think they, the, only, the only justification is they are so full of themselves. And so, you know, their, their way is the only way. And they truly believe that, that when something goes against them, like a Trump or whatever, it may have a Harper in Canada, then they feel yeah. somehow justified in doing this kind of garbage. Yeah. That's right. And remember, in 2009, and we're just about out of time, but in 2009, there were a million people who massed, more than a million, who massed in Washington to protest against Barack Obama's presidency, and particularly against Obamacare, and there was no damage done. It well, was exactly. a protest, and, and it was and quiet. That's, and it was that's fine. Hey, no. protest. Knock yourself out, but right. don't break the law. Knock yourselves out! <laughs> yeah, knock yourselves out, not somebody else. <laughs> And Beauty. now we have Kevin O'Leary, and I listened to the interview. Yeah, Roy, very I, gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> oh, I gotta go. Oh, à la We'll talk next weekend. Okay. Thank Indeed. you, beauties. Absolutely. Have a great week, and we'll come back and wrap things up in just a minute.